we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts the black effect presents family therapy and i'm your host elliot connie Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up! You guys really are like the hip-hop early morning, late night talk show. Breakfast Club is the most powerful, popular, urban radio show in America. Live from the Black Mothership in New York City, it's DJ Envy and Charlemagne the God. It's different, you know what I'm saying? Like, y'all know what y'all talking about. Thank you, y'all. Be blessed, I love y'all. Collectively known as Breakfast Club, bitches! I'm always nervous when I do the Breakfast Club because sometimes you say stuff and it's just gonna get you in trouble. Everybody, wake up! Good morning, USA! 
USA. Yo 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 Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Friday. Laura Larosa. Good morning. Good morning, guys. It's hot in here today. I don't know why it's so hot. Because it's the heat on and it's fall and it's a fall going into winter, so they turn the heat on. That's all. It was summer outside yesterday. Well, it wasn't summer, but it was. That that for New York. It was 60 degrees. You call that summer? In New York, yes. Okay. Like walking around with no coat in November is crazy. Yeah, that what is happened crazy. Yesterday? What happened yesterday? Oh, yeah, yesterday. I was out yesterday. I was out for a little bit yesterday. I had a, 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 a my man, Doug Melville, he had a book signing mm-hmm. at uh, Barnes & Nobles in Tribeca. So we had a nice little conversation about Invisible Generals. Invisible Generals is out right now. That Don't. is a... Uh, the, the the latest release off my book imprint, Black Frivolous Publishing with Simon & Schuster. So we had a little conversation about that at Barnes & Nobles in Tribeca yesterday. So I was out for a second. Dope, dope, dope. Yep. Now on today's show, we got Marlon Wayans. He'll be joining us. Yes, he will. Yeah, he's performing at the Apollo this Man, weekend. Not, not just performing, taping another damn stand-up special. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Marlon, Marlon does not stop. With five or ten in the tuck. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes, this, I think this is his fourth. He's a fourth or fifth he's taping. Fourth or fifth, yep. And he's got... Three or four more that he's gonna do. He'll t- he'll tell you about it. That's right. So we're gonna kick it with him in a little bit. And yeah. also, don't play with me. Don't you do the voice? Don't play with it. Don't you forgot the lyrics? Don't play with it. Don't, don't play, play with it. Don't play with it. Now everybody. Anyway, you forgot the lyrics. What? Lola Brooke will be joining us. He yes. Said, don't play with me. I don't, don't play with it. Don't play with it. Don't play. Oh, oh. Never mind. Lola Brooke will be joining us. Her album is out today. So we're gonna kick it with Lola Brooke. I'm gonna try to tell you about the record. What's that girl? What's that girl? Y'all listening to? That was heavy on the go do that little dance you be doing with your friends. That girl y'all be listening to? That she sing that uh. Uh, don't uh, uh, play with me. Play with him. Right, well, uh, don't you, play. Uh, you know what I mean. Sound like he was having a stroke. But. Dennis, uh, Dennis' daughter is the name of the album. Yes. We're gonna be kicking with her in a little bit as well. What up, Brooklyn? All right. Well, we got Teslin Fragaro. Should be joining uh, front page news, and we got a world premiere. Who we got? Jack Harlow. It's oh. called "Loving on Me." Why y'all get quiet after that? I'm just waiting to listen. Envy you. Yeah. Nah, he was staring at me. You, I was not staring you know, at him. You lock eyes? Did I look at that? Name of the song is Loving Today's On Me. Today's Friday? Yes, today's okay, Friday. Okay, y'all starting already. Freaky, freaky, freaky Friday. Y'all starting already. Because what? Loving On Me crazy. and then looking at him for the pause? He looked at me. I ain't even looking at him. Okay, he sampled <laughs> um. What's this sample? Uh, blow the whistle. Blow the whistle. Is it? No. No. Drake joint. Man, I like the record play. Start from the beginning. Yeah, the Drake joint. Drake, it's Drake. Yeah, it's Drake. That shit dance in me. You be like. That's the one thing I got. <laughs> it's Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlemagne the God. Lauren LaRosa is here. We are the Breakfast Club. I must say, that record is dope. But when you white, don't talk about whips and chains, bro. I don't want to see. I don't want to see the visual of some six foot white dude, and then I hear whips and chains. Every time I be about to bop my head, here come. I don't want no whips and chains. I'm like, I don't like that visual. I don't like the optics. That, the optics that's putting in my mind, Jack Harlow. Okay. Nobody in the studio thought about that? I thought about it, but I didn't want to be the person. Me neither. I didn't want to be I the person. Because he be meaning so well. Jack means so, so well. <laughs> and you know, I hate wokeness to the highest degree. I'm just telling you the optics that it puts in my mind when I think of big-ass Jack Harlow. And then he, I keep hearing about whips and chains. Well, his first line is, I'm vanilla, baby, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, I like the record, but I don't like the optics that puts in my brain. That was kind of silly of y'all to let that release from the studio. <laughs> y'all could have thought of something else. 
Well, good morning, Tiz. Good morning, DJ Envy. Good morning, Lauren. Good morning, Charlemagne the God. Happy Friday. Mm-hmm. Happy Friday. Good morning. Well, let's jump right into it. Last night, NFL, the Bears beat the Panthers 16 to 13. Now, let's jump right into the news. What do you want to start off with, Tiz? We got a lot this morning. We do have a lot this morning. Wanted to make sure everyone knows that the actors, the Hollywood actors, have reached a deal. So that is a good thing. Let's listen to the report. SAG after the union representing actors tonight announcing that they have reached a tentative agreement with the AMPTP, the producers that are working in Hollywood. This brings a strike that had lasted for about four months to a close, a strike that has upended Hollywood, the business of Hollywood. Now, under the terms of this new tentative agreement, it would boost minimum pay, increase residual payments for streaming shows, and then it implements new rules around the use of artificial intelligence, which, of course, was a major sticking point for these actors. Yeah, that's great, you know, uh, but yep. uh, understand Hollywood going to be tighter than ever. Like these networks, these studios, they're going to be signing less projects and the projects they do sign are probably projects that they f- they, they feel like, you know, can make it to air. You know, mm-hmm. they, I don't think it's going to be too many developmental and pilots and things mm-hmm. of that nature. Like the things they do sign are going to be things that they plan to put on air. So just know Hollywood going to be tighter than ever. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm excited that they did push the line. It shows that standing for something really does make a difference. The uh, union president said we did it. New ground is broken everywhere. Thanks to the members for hanging out and holding on to a historic deal. And then speaking of other strikes, uh, Joe Biden uh, was uh, yesterday. He stressed the importance of unions and uh, he was he emphasized his support for unions during a trip to Illinois. He celebrated the reopening uh, of the plant down there about the tentative deals that they also reached at the United uh, Auto Works. I wanted you to hear what he had to say as well in support of the strike. You kept your negotiations working around the clock, negotiators. And in the end, the deal you reached set a new standard. Over 30% increase in wages with cost of living adjustments. Bigger pay increases over the last next four and a half years than the last 22 years combined. Okay. So, yep. So I, I thought that was good that he was supporting, uh, you know, making sure he let them know that what they did was a good thing. The White House said that with the factory reopening, it will bring back more than 1,200 jobs at higher rate wages. And the company is also adding 1,000 new union jobs uh, because it's investing in new battery manufacturing. So, again, once again, um, taking taking a strike and, you know, maybe losing a little bit to gain more in the end uh, was a good thing. And then one last thing, speaking of jobs, the Labor Department announced a new initiative to hire veterans. So shout out to all of my veterans. We know that uh, Veterans Day is tomorrow. And this was a really good thing, Charlamagne. I know you always talk about your passion for uh, uh, veterans and having jobs. And so now uh, the Labor Department said that uh, they've taken an effort with six new partners to match veterans with appropriate networking and career services. Uh, the program will complement the Labor Department's transition assistant program uh, and give them personalized assistance for classrooms and their spouses and they said the labor department said this new effort will also connect participants with partner organizations to help them before and after a service separation so very very good thing and a few fun facts there's 18 million veterans 2.4 are black veterans and every uh, major war black people have served including during times of slavery and then want to direct the people again to uh, watch the interview this week with doug melville that you had on the show uh, to give some good facts and a good read on invisible generals by doug melville yes congratulations to all those individuals drop on the clues bombs for the auto workers the actors the veterans Mm -hmm. those are the people that make America America we are nothing without working class people so salute to them on uh, getting what they deserve absolutely absolutely all right well that is front page news Tez we'll see you in a couple minutes
Absolutely. Everybody else, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open again. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's a new day. This is your time to get it off your chest. Wake up. Wake up. Whether you're mad or blessed. It's time to get up and get something. Call up now. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Adam. Adam, good morning. Get it off your chest, Adam. This is Adam from Wisconsin with 2M. I just want to give a big shout out to the veterans out there that's out there today. I'm so excited to finally get to see y'all and tell the veterans the happy veterans day. Thank you for your service and your sacrifice. I went to Iraq twice and I know the and I know the struggle. I just want to say thank you to all the veterans out there. Absolutely. Salute to all the veterans, man. We appreciate your service. Do something for nice for a veteran this weekend. Hello, who's this? Good morning, peace family. This is your brother Prince Cree from the seven five seven. Peace, Charlemagne. Peace, Envy. Peace, K. And Queen Lauren. Good morning. Peace. Good morning. I want to say happy um, Veterans Day to all the veterans in the Hampton Roads and all over the world. Um, we su- we support them all over the world. And also, let me just get this off my chest when it comes to mental health. Jeezy, when he was transparent and, vul- and showing vulnerability, I loved him more. But I got some friends that are saying he shouldn't be opening. He shouldn't open himself up like that. He shouldn't air his dirty laundry. Um, Charlamagne, what you think about that, man? It's like, that's think, one of the things in our culture that's, that's messed up. I think we need to be patient in matters where others are involved because there was a time that we who know knew not. And you know, everybody, you know, some people are on their healing journey. Some people haven't gotten started on their healing journey. But the only thing you can hope is when brothers like Jeezy have those conversations, you know, it sparks something in other people and eventually they'll get started on their healing journey too. They'll catch up. They'll, they'll, when they get started on their healing journey, they'll look back at that interview and see, oh, okay, I see what Jeezy was talking about yeah. now. They'll catch up. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open. Call us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Charlamagne, Dizzy, what up? Are we live? This is your time to get it off your chest. I got an indoor pool, an outdoor pool. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. We can get on the phone right now here and tell you what it is. We live? Hello, who's this? Yo, it's Keith from Brooklyn, you heard? Keith from Brooklyn, Keith from you Brooklyn. heard? Yo, what's going on? Yeah, I'm happy to hear that Lola Brooke is uh, coming up there today. Oh. Uh, first thing I want to say is I'm voting for Nikki Haley. Uh, I like what she's doing right now. Oh, she got to become the nominee. Uh, I like what she's saying. Yeah, yeah, I know. My, I'm like, I'm baking on her to be the nominee is what I'm saying. Okay. I like what she's I'm got hearing, to say. I'm hearing, that also, I'm hearing that, and I'm hearing that from both sides. I'm hearing people on the left and right say that they like Nikki Haley. Yeah, definitely. I like a lot of things that she said. I like the fact that she was a UN ambassador, because uh, uh, I feel like we need uh, uh, people that's familiar with global politics right now, especially what's going on today. But also what I want to say is just switching subjects, Charlamagne. How did you hear that song and think of slavery? <laughs> because it's the whips because and he's the white, <laughs> and I keep hearing about whips and chains, man. I'm gonna be that's just how my brain works. That's nigga math. No, you uh, you need to go sleep after this. I need to what? Go to sleep. You need to go to sleep after this. You need a nap after hey, this. Listen, listen. Go take a nap after you, this. You might be it's right. Friday. I might I might be too woke on this one. You might be right. Hello, who's this? What's up, Evie? What up? What up? What's your name, brother? This Sean, what's going on? Sean, what up? Get it off your chest. Oh, uh, man, listen. Uh, yo, Uncle Charlotte, you there? I'm right here, King. King, listen. I need you to get with Tyrese. I need him to get me with his lawyers. 
for Home Depot, man, they just stole my money, man. What Home Depot do to you, <laughs> man? Man, listen. I ordered a snowboard off, off, the, off the internet. They delivered it to my house. They sent me a picture that they delivered it to my house. But when I got home, the snowboard wasn't there. They just stole my $600 off the trailer. That shit, that sounds like somebody in your neighborhood. Yeah, that sounds like a neighbor took that one, bro. Yeah, it sounds like Home Depot. Nah, man, man, listen. Man, I went through all the rigmarole to try to get the money back, filed a police report, did a dispute with my bank. They contacted FedEx. They did. Nobody's trying to get my money back. Well, let me I'm ask just, you a question. So, the, so the, 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 the snowblower actually came into your house? It was a picture that was at my house, yeah. Yeah, that ain't Home Depot fault, bro. That's somebody else's fault. It might be the delivery people. It might be a neighbor. It might yeah, be somebody driving by fault. and seeing that box. Yeah, somebody stole my snowblower. I'm just out of money. Dang. Yeah. You're just out of goddamn money. But guess what? When you see that person blowing that snow uh, this winter, <laughs> when you see somebody <laughs> with a brand new snowblower, funny, you know what it was, okay? Sorry, brother. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up. Now, we got rumors on the way, Lauren. What we talking about? Yes, we are going to get into uh, Kiki Palmer. She filed for a restraining order against uh, Darius Jackson, who is the father of her child. All right, we'll get into that when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. What up? I am Dramos, host of the Life as a Gringo podcast. Now, this is a show for the Nosabo kids, the, the 200 percenters. Here we celebrate your otherness and embrace living in the gray area. If you ever felt like you were always too much this while also never being enough that, this is the podcast for you. Every Tuesday, I'll be bringing you conversations around personal growth issues affecting the Latin community, and much more via my own personal stories, along with interviews with inspiring thought leaders from our community. Then, every Thursday, I'll be tackling trending stories and current events from our community that you need to know. So much of what makes our community so beautiful is our diversity, yet too often those of us who don't fit into this dumb, stereotypical box of whatever it means to be Latino are left without a voice or just forgotten about. On this show, I celebrate the uniqueness of our culture and invite you to walk in your authenticity. Listen to Life as a Gringo as a part of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. She's breathing. Yes, she's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots. 
the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Lauren LaRosa is here. Let me send out a birthday shout out to uh, Tracy Morgan. Today is comedian Tracy Morgan's birthday. Salute Tracy Morgan. I know he listens every morning. What up, Tracy? Wait, I Tracy got a birthday Morgan. shout out too. Who you got that? a birthday shout My out? My cousin to? Tasha is celebrating her birthday today. We brought it in yesterday. She was here in New York. So happy birthday. What up, Tasha? You? Knows. Let me say happy birthday to my man, uh, Ron White. Ron is the first person uh, to put me on the radio oh. back in the day. Salute to that, that brother. Three jams in Charleston, South Carolina when he was the, the music director. Oh, salute he, to that. He, he, he what? He likes you too, have you? Okay. What do you mean? Yeah. Well, salute to Ron. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sounds like a good brother. He is a great brother. Yeah, great go. brother. He sends me messages about you all the time. Mm-hmm. I'll show you some of them uh, when we're not on there. Y'all are so awkward. <laughs> <laughs> what? Does it make you jealous? That's my guy. Nah, I love Ron. That's my dude. Drop on the clues bomb for Ron, man. We used to call him Splackabelly. Ron Splackabelly back in the day. Why? Yes. I don't want to know. <laughs> and today would have been part of the Splack Pack. Nope. <laughs> nope. 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 And today would have been Big Pun's birthday too. So rest in peace, Big Pun. We're gonna get some Big Pun in the mix this morning. You know, we throw it back on a Friday. But let's get to the rumors. This is the rumor report. I think a lot of people will recognize the voice and the name. On the Breakfast Club. Lauren came in hot. You know, well, I, right? I came to tell him the truth. Man, I hate to have to talk about this. Uh, Kiki Palmer has uh, filed for a restraining order against her 
son's father, Darius Jackson. Now, this comes after she also filed for sole custody of her son. Um, so she she filed for sole legal and physical custody of their eight-month-old son. I don't know how you pronounce his first name. I think it's Lotus, Leotis, one of the two. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is the son that she shares with Darius Jackson. You guys remember that there was a whole back and forth with Darius and Kiki Palmer publicly online, following all the Usher stuff. So in the, <clears throat> in the uh, domestic violence restraining order that she filed, she said that she Darius has trespassed into her home without her knowledge or consent. He has threatened her. He physically attacked her. She, he lunged for her neck. He struck her. He threw her over the couch. Stole her phone when she told him that she was going to call the police. There's another part of the filing where she makes sure that she outlines that the abuse, as I mentioned earlier, wasn't just physical, but it was also emotional as well, too. So she says the abuse during our relationship was not just physical, but emotional and manipulative. Darius would love bomb me and make me feel like I was the most important woman in the world, only to get extremely distant and cold over a perceived insult to him. If we were at a party or an event and I spoke to to a person too long or looked at someone a certain way he would storm off in a rage telling me I was a slut and a whore accuse me of cheating on him and tell me that I did not love him Darius had a way of gaslighting me to make me feel like I was doing something wrong even though I wasn't now I I do want to point out that after all these filings uh, became public through various media outlets there were also photos attached in the restraining order which is common people attach photos to kind of just you know back up what they're saying to show urgency of the need of the restraining order and in the photos you do see um kiki palmer and uh a man who she is saying is darius jackson and there is physical things happening like you see her being pulled over the couch you see his hand on her body um it's really tough to look at I hate to have to, again, talk about this, but I will say that there have been times where Kiki Palmer spoke about certain things that have happened to her in her Mm -hmm. life. She's not speaking out directly here and people didn't believe her. They laughed her out. Mm -hmm. So there's a different conversation right now just about Kiki Palmer and the fact that, I mean, I I think that if these photos hadn't been attached to the restraining order, there would be uh, maybe some pushback on what's happening here. And the pushback is already happening from Darius's family. His brother um, is going back and forth on my, online with Kiki Palmer's mom right now, who also had to speak out on behalf of her daughter. Let's take a listen. Look, I've never done anything like this. I've been in this business for 22 years. I've seen a lot of stuff, but this is, I can't help myself. For Sharonis Jackson to post on his Twitter the ridiculous stuff that he's posted when he knew his brother was abusive. I went to Sharonis over a year ago and told him that his brother was abusive to my daughter. And he said, uh, well, I used to be like that too. What? So now he's posting on Twitter like he's this uh, special guy. We, we know he's the biggest boy in Hollywood. He's disrespectful to women, just like his little brother. He taught his brother how to be abusive. So he don't get to act like he's this special guy. No, you're a boy and you're a part of the problem. So Kiki Palmer and her mom um, have a really close relationship. You got, they were actually doing a podcast. Darius, Kiki Palmer's mom and Kiki. Mm -hmm. So, but we don't I, we, I say that to say it makes sense of I mean of course it's her daughter that she would speak out mm-hmm. but she literally she's normally out the way mm-hmm. like I've never I don't yeah, recall the time ever boy, hearing he, from Miss um, Palmer means business when mama call you F-boy that means it's, it's some serious stuff and also too you know contrary to popular belief it does not matter what the court of public opinion thinks in situations like this the only thing that matters is what happens in a court of law and I really wish we didn't have to see people's trauma play out over social media because I know mm-hmm. it's already tough to deal with these kind of situations yeah. but all of the energy of social media 
has to make it worse. I hate the oh, fact that that these these uh, what happens in court and in all these documents are. People can pull it up in the public. I, I hate that because if this is something private that they're dealing with at home, it'll never stay private because anybody can access any of those that those paperwork that come from the court, which makes it a story, which makes it have people have to talk and have to respond. In I think they're going to change that soon. And the they, reason I they think they're going to change that soon is because of the court of public opinion that exists on social media. Like, imagine you was dealing with something that's a jury trial. Correct. Like, it's impossible for a juror to not see what other people think right. about a situation to not be influenced correct. to not see all the back and yeah, forth that may happen I think eventually they're going to they gonna change that but you know this is a horrible situation and I'm sad and um, that sister had to go through that and if it's true I hope that brother gets the help he needs so he doesn't continue to project that hurt and pain on the others especially his child because there's a child involved here right and, and a baby that they're going to have to raise together that mm-hmm. makes it even worse and now the family's getting involved and mm-hmm. um, I, I will say that Sharonis has spoke back in, in response to Kiki Palmer's mom saying that he never once said that to her not once in his life and he goes on to say that he's never been abusive to mm-hmm. anyone and you know just kind of speaks on his own behalf it's just tough also too Kiki Palmer is such a big star that this is something that y'all know how it goes this is going to be in the media for a long time yeah, now absolutely. So, so it's definitely going to add some more pressure to the situation alright yeah. well that is your rumor report now when we come back we got front page news so we'll tell you what's happening on out there and then Marlon Wayans will be joining us so don't move it's the Breakfast Club good morning the Breakfast Club your mornings will never be the same Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Lauren LaRosa is here. And let's get in some front page news. NFL last night. The Bears beat the Panthers 16-13. And we got Tiz here. What up, Tiz? Good morning, DJ Envy. Good morning, Lauren. Charlemagne the God. Peace, Tez. Good morning. Mm-hmm. Now, Tez, I feel like everything is being recalled right now as far as food is concerned, right? Yes, this is crazy. Uh, yet another recall. Federal health officials are expanding an investigation in potentially lead-tainted pouches of animal uh, of apple cinnamon fruit uh, marketed for children and reports of illness and additional product recalls. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration said it received reports of at least seven illnesses possibly linked to the contaminated puree and containing high levels of lead. This is really, really disturbing to me. Um, they recalled, though, it's called Wanabama, Banna, uh, apple cinnamon fruit, uh, recalled products from Snucks, and uh, recalled from Weiss brand cinnamon applesauce pouches. So those are little cinnamon pouches that, yep. you know, like the kind of like an applesauce, if you will. Yep, yep, yep. Now, the FDA, mm-hmm, the FDA official said that eating the contaminated products could result in acute uh, toxicity and parents and caregivers should not buy or serve these pouches. Uh, they were sold in retailers like Amazon, Dollar Tree, and at Snucks and Eat Well Market grocery stores. Yeah, these people taking back their recipes, their concoctions, all this toxic BS they out here feeding us and our kids. <laughs> They taking mm-hmm. it back because it's too poisonous. Now, think about it. Last week you had the dino, uh, yep. the dino nuggets. Yeah. You had these, and then you said something else. We had to, we had a recall as well. That's that's three things for kids in the I, last. I told my daughter that about the dino stuff. She said throw them out right now. <laughs> she said it's metal in them. Throw them out right now. That's right. You can't eat nothing. Yeah, a lot of this is going on. I, I'm even to the point now. Where let me be, make sure I'm not missing any recalls because it's happening. Uh, you know, so much, and, and this is an issue. And I, these kids get sick. To be honest with you, I really do hope they uh, sue or do something because these are lifelong effects. We worked on the Flint, Michigan case, uh, resulting in over six hundred dollars settlement. You know, due to lead with those kids, it, it really does cause a, a lifetime issue. Absolutely. You know, uh, learning disabilities and all types of things come. So poisoning people's kids—that is not it at all. Also, man, this is why we got to go back to growing our own food. You know, growing up in the country, mm-hmm. growing up in Moss Point, South Carolina. You know, I grew up 
around cornfields. I grew up, you know, everybody had some type of livestock. You know, there was chickens in the yard. There was a, you know, a pig in the yard that eventually would be slaughtered. You know, I don't eat no pork, but you know, back in the day. But I'm saying, like, we gotta go back to that. You gotta go back to having your own livestock if you can. You know, growing your own crops if you can. Yeah, you could do that in the country, but you can't do that in places like Brooklyn. You can't well, do that in places like Queens. I mean, well, you can do that in the country, but you can't they, do that in, well, they in the city to, area. They need to be smart like everybody else and take their ass down south, okay? Everybody can't go down south. You can't do that in places like uh, D.C. Move to Jersey or Pennsylvania or somewhere. Get you a nice, get you a piece of land. Do something. Mm. You can grow stuff in the window in Brooklyn. Grow some tomatoes. <laughs> you talking about having pigs and chickens. You can and grow tomatoes. You can grow three tomatoes in Brooklyn. Why you can't grow no chickens? Y'all got a bunch of pit bulls. I bet you Brooklyn full of pit bulls. We got, we got a bunch of pit bulls. If you got a bunch of pit bulls and cats, you chickens can have chickens. in the middle, like Marcy is crazy. Yeah, can you see that? Because like I don't like where would they even? My, I ain't go from my neighbor. They have a chicken though. In Queens, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's always one person in the hood that <laughs> got something. That got like something like, crazy. It's like, well, how did you get a? Yeah, how did you get a chicken? Hey, you can have something. You can choose to have something if you want it. It's all about what you want. Well, know. just as FYI, I did go down the rabbit hole of this a little bit because I wanted to know how um, the lead got into the cinnamon, and it does have to do with how it was harvested. So Dang. that, um, yeah, it's all a right. real thing. Mm-hmm. Can we break down this holiday hiring now? Because I'm, st- I'm I'm hearing Christmas music now. I'm seeing Christmas decorations. It's, it's, it's yeah, happening early and early and early. It's happening early. I guess people want to hurry up and get through the year. Uh, but this is some good. We were heavy on the job news this morning. I wanted to make sure we end with this at the holiday season. It's just right around the corner. Many companies are looking to fill 400,000 seasonal roles. Uh, the Hollywood season, not Hollywood, the holiday season, pardon me, picks an uptick, is an uptick this year due to consumer spending, whether it's online or if it is in the stores. Take a listen to who is hiring. Top retailers looking to hire seasonal employees currently include Target, Kohl's, Walmart, Amazon, UPS, and USPS. Many companies also offering perks like more pay, bonuses, flexibility, and reliable hours during the holidays. I have no problem with that. Uh, mm-hmm. First of all, I want everybody to go out there and get you a holiday job if you need it to get some extra change. That's right. But also, I love the holiday season. I want the holiday season to last as long as possible. One of my favorite things is when you travel city to city or go to other countries and see how cities have cities and countries have decorated their cities and countries for yep. uh, the Christmas. holidays. I love it. I love it too. I love it. My my, my, my wife Ben put our Christmas lights up right after right after Halloween. Outside, we still Outside. have our Christmas tree up. They not we still on have yet. Ours up from last year. Some people that's never that, take it down. Yes, that's yeah. People just turn. Well, that's it just off. slack. Y'all just no. Slack. But some people leave <laughs> that's it up. No, no. I mean, when my pops used to put it up like. October, November, because it was still a little warm. So you put it up when it's warm, and you don't turn them on until Christmas time. But at least they're ready to rock and roll. No, I like yeah. up too because you know uh, these, these these companies that do the lighting. Yeah, they get booked up so fast. Mm. So my mm-hmm. wife just went ahead and did it early. They're not on yet, but they up. Y'all book companies to do your lighting, huh? You book companies to do your lighting? Well, we support businesses. I'm trying to support. You get you getting money. What is that? The, the push, no, it's not. Cut That's it out. regular people. That's a couple. My mom said, "Like when you, when you come put the tree on, yeah." You got a major mansion When you coming home? You got your tree up already? No, I don't got the tree up. Yeah, no. I never trees. took my tree down. Charlamagne, you've never Why? seen people like they keep <laughs> the tree money. You get oh, money. You have a you've tree never seen people keep their tree tree up year round, and you decorate it with each like Easter. You put Easter stuff on. Nah, that's I know people like that. I feel like those you've never people seen people just do that. Attention. That's, that's OD. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's too. Those are people that get espresso martinis too. Like that is a lot. Like my my cousin, she decorates like every month. Whatever's going on for that month, they use the tree. 
No, some people are dispirited people. Nah, like that's that. lazy. Take the tree down. Exactly, especially during Black History Month. The Black History Month tree is marijuana, man. You're stupid. <laughs> Put up this marijuana plant. That'd be a dope project. You could make it marijuana, like you know, put a little bud. Little, oh, it's just goodness. festive. Some people are just festive. They like to see the the tree year round. So. Do y'all celebrate Kwanzaa? No. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. Not that I wouldn't. Mm, my you family do? does. Yeah. When does Kwanzaa start? I think it's right after New Year's, New Year's Day or something. I thought it was before. I thought Kwanzaa was, I thought it was before Christmas. We always, oh, I don't know. We celebrate. You're making stuff up, Lauren. We celebrate on January 1st. We always get together. We do like the seven principles of Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa starts on December 26th. See, what are you talking about? I'm telling y'all when I celebrate it. I celebrate it on January 1st. That's the, the, the last day. The last day is January okay. 1st. Just, so we on January 1st. Oh we get together. We eat. We do the seven principles of Kwanzaa. We, you know, we dress up. When do you celebrate Kwanzaa? We Google Delaware holidays. It's not just a Delaware, Delaware holiday. Where Delaware is Christmas? Christmas in Delaware is February 20th. See? I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. She's trying to switch it up talking about, no, I'm talking about the day I celebrated. Yeah, she made we celebrate her January own holiday. First. Jesus. All right. Well, that is front page news. Thank you, Tiz. Have a happy, happy good weekend. Come on, Charlamagne. Where we can find Tiz? Oh, and make sure you subscribe to Tesla and Figaro's podcast. This great shot, no chaser podcast on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network. And follow at Tesla and Figaro on all social media platforms. All right. When we come back, Marlon Wayans will be joining us. We're going to kick it with Marlon Wayans. He's doing another special, and we'll talk to him next. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlamagne the God, Lauren LaRosa. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. We got Marlon Wayans. Gang, gang. Marlon Wayans is looking at the wall like... I'm like, I don't see the Wayans. So I thought you were up there. I don't, no, I ain't no. That's he, Marlon Lawrence. He, he's going to be on that That's Will Smith. When? You've been saying that last I'm time. It's been you, two years. Hey, hey man. Show, show no, them the picture. They don't even have one. Y'all gaslighting me. You got little no, ass Kevin Hart there. Show them the picture. Show looking like... This is what this wall is supposed to be. They got me as Loke Dog and a Loke Dog anime. Not even a handsome picture of me. Ain't that something? <laughs> y'all made Kevin Hart tall, and y'all can't no, get a handsome Kevin picture of me. His feet's not even touching the ground. Swinging. He's sitting on a chair. He has a grown ass face. Kevin looked in the face like he should be six five. <laughs> <laughs> he do look tall in the face. Man, this is the one thing about you, Marlon. You doing another comedy special, man? You on a run like Lil Wayne was with music, or I'm Gucci like Man was with mixtapes, man. I feel like, I feel like Nas and Busta. Mm. I feel like, oh. The second half, now this is when you really come into your own. First 30 years, you learn. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, oh, I'm executing. I don't have to rehearse special for two years to get to know the special. Wow. I ain't got to take that long to write it. I've written movies since I was 17 years old. So writing is just something I do. So I know how to write a movie. Mm-hmm. I can remember a script. So when I'm writing stand-up, I don't even write it down no more. I just write it in my head and I put it away in the catalog inside my head like tapes. And I now I just know, and I, I make it. Things happen. I go. This is what God wants me to do, and I do a special. So wow. I'm doing my fourth special. Mm-hmm. Good grief! Fourth special. Good grief! Mm-hmm. At the Apollo, sold mm-hmm. out. Two shows. Yeah, Mama, we did it. Mm-hmm. Why's I, it called, why's I think it I was gonna sell two shows in Harlem. Times is still rough in Harlem. Everywhere else, <laughs> they world is thriving. Harlem, Harlem's tough. <laughs> Gentrification stopped in Harlem. They was like, ah, oh, ain't gonna work here. Yo, do that shit other places. We like regular coffee. We don't want no Starbucks. Um, so sold out two shows at uh, Harlem, and then uh, yeah, man, I'm in Nyack tonight, and then after that, I'm gonna be where am I next week, Craig? Oh, New Year's. I'm gonna be in Atlanta. I got two shows at the Roxy Theater. New Year's 
get your tickets. I'll have a brand. I have a brand new set. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna do the set Damn. at the Apollo. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna retire this set. I don't keep doing it until the special comes out. Mm-hmm. I retire the set the night that I do it. Good night. That's my goodbye. You were just to that here six set. months ago with, with a new set. Is another new set? I'm a monster. So why is it called Good Grief? Because it's about how I'm dealing with grief and what's good about grief and how you could it's either bad grief mm-hmm. or good grief. I've lost 57 people I love mm-hmm. in the last three years, but I still I've been through it. I've been at rock bottom. I've been in darkness. I've been in dark times. People don't know what I've been feeling. They don't know the pain that I've been going through and what's happening in my life because I always find my smiles. But when you lose 57 people that you love... 57? 57. Damn. Wow. 57. I'm not talking about, like, you know, people you knew. Like, I'm talking close. about people I love, mm. like John Witherspoon, my mom, my dad. And I take the grief and I go, okay, God got me here for a reason. And so I make people smile with the things that I'm hurting with, mm-hmm. and then I heal. And I want people to know that you can heal, too. Find the funny... Find it. I like the fact that y'all laugh about your situation. You're mm-hmm. supposed to. Because mm-hmm. without that, man, it's hard to just be in it. When you get laughs, it make you come out of your own funk. Mm-hmm. And I've learned that the audience is there. They're my therapist. I've been staying on the stage the past three years because every time they laugh, I feel like I'm getting oxygen. Mm-hmm. It lets me know that I'm alive. People, it's okay to laugh and everything's gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. And so it's called good grief and it's so, dope. So it's dedication to my mom and dad. I was gonna say it's intentional to do it in Harlem. Yeah, mm-hmm. my okay. mom and dad is born and raised in Harlem. Wow. Mm-hmm. My mother actually performed at the Apollo with her sisters amateur night, and they won with the Green Sisters. They won two times in a row. So I wanted to return to the most famous stage, to the greatest city that raised the two greatest people I know. And and do my my best show and dedicate it to them in the memory. Wow. How's preparation for this show going to be different with all of that? You know what I mean? No, it's the same. Everything's the same. When you do your reps, everything's the same. I'm not tripping. I'm not putting too much on it. I know right. I'm gonna be a little bit more emotional when it's done. You know, I'm gonna feel like Michael Jordan when he had that when his pop passed and he was holding that trophy and yeah, crying yeah, on the yeah. floor. Right. I'm gonna feel like that because um, there's a victory in honoring your parents. And I had them with me for so long. Mm-hmm. And being able to talk about them every day on stage was great, but also hard. So retiring that is also retiring some of the memory of them. Right. And um, and it, it's going to be an emotional night. I'm going to have a lot of family in the house. But I, this set, this set is crazy. It's I was funny. Ask- it got heart. I got it's dark. Mm-hmm. It is 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 it's it's special. I'm I'm not if it was whack, I I would tell y'all mm-hmm. if I feel like it was garbage. If I ever feel like it's garbage, but then again as artists, we never think it's garbage. I was gonna say you still going to stage if you thought it was garbage? I wouldn't put it out. I wouldn't do a special. Oh, okay. I'm not rushing to do mm-hmm. a special for what? I'm only doing I'm doing specials when it's special. Right. And I'm doing specials because I'm not gonna sit on material for five years doing the same set. When mm-hmm. I go to your city, I want you to know. Yo, he got a brand new set. Every time I go to your city, which is once a year, he got a brand new set. That's the kind of artist I want to be. I want to drop album after album after album. Like you said, like Lil Wayne, like mm-hmm. it's an album. That's mm-hmm. what a comedy show, it's an album. So I'm dropping albums and I want people to see my progression from wokish to you know what it is to um, uh, God Loves Me to Good Grief. Every year you're going to see my progression as an artist and then one day you're like, yo, where did he come from? I've been here. Y'all just discovered me. I was going to ask, was, is there any pressure? Because since it is so close to your heart about your family, you got family members coming. And I'm sure the closest people that will critique you the most is your family members. 
Um, you know, no. I think my brothers trust that I do the work, right? It was one thing when they were older, and when I was when they were when I when I was younger, and they was trying to protect me, and they didn't know. Do you do you know what you're stepping into? But I think after God loves me, mm-hmm. the last special about the slap about you know Chris Rock and Jada and Will. After they saw that, that was the first time in 30 years that my brothers was like, Damon said to Keenan, he said, yo, I saw Marlon's stand-up. He said, mm, what you think? He said, it was brilliant. That little ugly nigga is on to something. <laughs> he said, why? Because I never seen it done. I never seen somebody take one little stupid topic and do a whole hour about it, but it wasn't about them, it was about him. And Keenan saw it He said Okay let me see Then Keenan saw it And he goes mm-hmm. I saw your special And Damon was right It was brilliant I'm proud of you You changed the wow. game wow. And from there That gave me a level of confidence Like okay I, Now I know Not their process or their own. You discover your own process You come into your own I wanted to break the mold So that I found what is Marlon? I have my own identity as far as what I'm doing in terms of specials and what my skill set is. Mm-hmm. I don't look at the next man. Right. I don't want to do what anybody's doing, what none of my peers mm-hmm. or the people before me. I just want to do the best Marlon that I can. And the Marlon has so many different levels because I'm an actor, I'm a writer, I'm a producer. I, I do drama, I do comedy, I do characters. So I just, I just be Marlon. And I feel like these are my best years. People have been watching me for 30 years. It's hard to see somebody grow when they're in your house every day. Right, right, right. It's when they go away and you, yo, you shot up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The weird part for me is they people been watching me grow for 30 years. Mm-hmm. And now I'm finally at that place where I feel like I'm that dude. All right, we got more with Marlon Wayans. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. What up? I am Dramos, host of the Life as a Gringo podcast. Now, this is a show for the Nosabo kids, the, the 200 percenters. Here we celebrate your otherness and embrace living in the gray area. If you ever felt like you were always too much this while also never being enough that, this is the podcast for you. Every Tuesday, I'll be bringing you conversations around personal growth, issues affecting the Latin community, and much more more via my own personal stories along with interviews with inspiring thought leaders from our community then every thursday i'll be tackling trending stories and current events from our community that you need to know so much of what makes our community so beautiful is our diversity yet too often those of us who don't fit into this dumb stereotypical box of whatever it means to be latino are left without a voice or just forgotten about on this show i celebrate the uniqueness of our culture and invite you to walk in your authenticity Listen to Life as a Gringo as a part of the Michael Tura Podcast Network. Available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing. breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. 
This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Marlon Wayans. Charlemagne? I'm shocked that you ain't milking it. And what I mean by that is, like, you know, you got this, this special good grief. You could tour that for two years. You could have toured any of these specials for two years, got paid like a mother and then did the special. Yeah, but that, that, does that make me a great artist? Mm. Or does it make me a better artist and a better writer if I let p material be disposable 
and create from what is new. Mm. I can't hold on. You can't hoard material. You can't hoard life. Mm. Life brings you so much drama every day. I can't. I only got that much storage space. So I want to hurry up and talk about this because I got so many other things to mm -hmm. talk about. Right. There's so many. I, I, I got a great special about my brothers that I want to do. I, I got a, a call Ugly Baby. I got my, I know my next three what? specials. <laughs> I got a special. Wait. It's called Becca, Ugly Baby. You can't just skit over that. Like we got. Who's the ugly please, baby? You? Me, I was an ugly ass baby. <laughs> That's been my production company's ugly baby production because I was an ugly ass baby. Who Sean was that? a pretty baby. Okay, I was ugly. F Sean, me and Sean used to have a two banger stroller, and when they see Sean, they be like, "Oh, that baby's so beautiful! I want one." And then I would move and go, "Oh my God, what is that? <laughs> I think it's the afterbirth." <laughs> Wearing Oshkosh. Damn. And then, and Damn. I was I was ugly baby. So I talk about me being the youngest of all my brothers in the journey of being the young prince of kings mm. and mm. it's a beautiful hour and a dedication and a roast and toast of my brothers I'm gonna do that one after see I I go what's my story and then I, I'm gonna do that one that's after I do my next one which is gonna be either probably called Skittles or Rainbow Child I take the worst things I used to go what's funny about pop culture what's funny about mm. race what's funny that's, that was wokeish that was the first time mm -hmm. I'm telling mm -hmm. the joke I'm learning how to tell jokes and then and you know what it is I was like I'm gonna tell some jokes but I'm gonna tell some truth and I talked about me getting caught cheating on a boat cause that happened and it messed my family up mm -hmm. so I was like what's funny about that and so that show grew into that and then the third one was like the, the slap that wasn't about Chris, Will, and Jada. That was about my journey knowing all of them and all the painful things that I went through in that situation and that God really is always an individual experience for you. Whatever you happens in the world mm. is really happening for you as an individual. You never wanted to go back to the slap now that she... Wrote the book because I'm sure there's no, so I much more, more material. I, I, did, I, I could do four more hours on it <laughs> after that tour she did. But uh, here's the thing. Her book was amazing, though. She talked about your I, brother in the book a lot, Keenan. Keenan was dope. Yeah. My, my family has been yeah. nothing but love and positivity. Absolutely. And Keenan used to always tell her how great she could be. And Keenan had sit-downs with J-Lo. Why do you think we are doing what we do? Because Keenan put in our head, this is what you can do if you work toward it. Keenan kept her out of jail. Deniable force of nature. He yeah. did. Keenan's that dude. Yeah. Have they reached and, out? And Jada is a friend, and Will is a friend. And Jada's more my friend than Will, but I feel like this. Everybody mind your business. Everybody always in everybody's business. Like, yo, social media has allowed people to creep into your business. That's not your fucking business. Mm -hmm. My life ain't your business. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's really not. I get my jokes is your business. What I let you see is my mm -hmm. business. But it, that's their marriage. Whatever they choose for their marriage, and whatever they want to share, great. But it's not for us to watch their life mm -hmm. like TV. This is people's lives. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm more, um, and I think I did something right when I did my special because I didn't get no calls from Will. Mm -hmm. I didn't get no calls from Jada. I didn't get no calls from Chris. And Jada just did this tour. Mm -hmm. I didn't hear, she had nothing. She ain't dragging. No, mm -hmm. why? Because Jada knows I love her. Jada knows I came from love, but she also knows that get crazy. Marlon just, he off. He just gonna say what he gonna say, but it's always with love. So you, you it's not about, I wasn't being hateful or angry or bitter. I was just telling funny truths.
Ugly Babies might be hard for you to do because the brothers got to be there, right? So Keenan got to be there, Damon got to be there, Sean got to be there. I'm going to roast all them niggas. That's not pressure? Them like actually sitting there watching you perform? No, they ain't going to be there. I hope we do a tour together and I, I get that to do my so set fire. with about them with them there. Got you, got so, you, got you. I, I mean, they they know I love them. Mm -hmm. And when I do it, they, gonna, they, they know it's love. It's going to be truth. It's going to be funny, but it's going to be love. And then Skittles or Rainbow Child is about my... My daughter, I have a daughter that transitioned into a son. Um, my 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 daughter Amai is now Kai. Truthful. And so I yeah. Truthful. And so I talk about the transition. Mm -hmm. Not her transition, his their transition, but my transition as a parent going from ignorance and denial to complete unconditional love and gotcha, acceptance. Gotcha, gotcha. And I think there's a lot of parents out there that need to have that message. And I know I'm dealing with it. It was a very painful situation for me mm -hmm. but man it's one of the best funniest hours mm -hmm. I, I probably could ever imagine I can't see a child come up to you and asking you because you, you joke too much so I can see a child say dad I'm thinking of transitioning and I, I can just see you take nothing serious I, I always joke they know I told my daughter I said, I said you transitioning to your brother you look just like him <laughs> see I can't tell the difference between her and Sean like I swear to God <laughs> I 23 and 21. Oh, so but they're brilliant. Okay. They don't change. Brilliant. Most well-read. The smartest wins. Smartest. Hands yeah. down. This, this, my dude, my dude. I'm still working on the program. I was about to ask you. I was about to ask you. My dude comes off. My dude comes off. I was about to ask you. Five seconds ago, you had changed. That comes off. They let me, you know, they know. They know I love her. They see me try and they're like, I'm happy. I'm it's sure just funny when I say day. I'm like, is two like which one you talking about? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I gotta respect their wishes, right? right? And 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 that takes as a parent. I just want my kids to be free. Mm -hmm. I want them to be free in spirit, free in thought, free to be themselves. The the more you know yourself, the more you can govern yourself. The more you live your truth, the happier your existence. So. If they can't get that in the household with their father and their mother, mm -hmm. how the f do I send them out into the world mm -hmm. to with that kind of confidence? Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm just so proud of them for being them. But that don't mean that they ain't got jokes. <laughs> All right, we got more with Marlon Wayans. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Marlon Wayans. Thinking about it the way you just put it, we need, like, we need comedians to be able to do that type of thing. Absolutely. Because... Laughter kind of opens up conversations, but people people will take things, they will twist things. But what, how do you think comedy gets back to that? Um, I, think I think it takes people like me. It is not bad. People are people still People like scared. Chappelle, people like, you know, Chris. You know, people that don't give a f I don't give a f I said it. I meant it. If you cancel me, good. I didn't want your ass in my show anyway. Because real ones don't cancel you. The people, when you say it, the people that love you, they coming to your show and they bringing a friend. Mm -hmm. So this cancel culture started when social media started, mm -hmm. right? Social media is not real people. These are bots from other countries sitting behind computers, taking away our first right as Americans, which is freedom of speech. They're attacking us. 
And we're so stupid that we pick up on it and the media picks up on it and then they make this a story and then now the corporations get scared and the co- people that the right. sponsors get scared mm-hmm. and then they want to take away your job, my job, his, they want to take away our job because they want to take away our mouthpiece because they want to kill our freedom of speech and we are all stupid sheep that are following this damn thing and I'm just like, yo, f*** that, I'm going to say what I got to say because I know it's, I'm saying it with love. I miss the 70s mm-hmm. when you could just say, I miss, I like mild racism. I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, like mild I, I love when a Puerto Rican talks bad about a Dominican. Mm-hmm. It makes my day. <laughs> I like when they call them <laughs> the <laughs> Yes, because they are <laughs> It does feel like the world was a better place. That's, to me, when everybody was more free with their speech, the yes. world seemed like a better place. Yes. I think everybody bullshit each other. Now. I, I the agree. 90s, 90s, everybody Everybody's scared. Yeah. I, I say take it back to the block, man, and uh, let's get back to laughing. And I, I, I have a, a bit in my set that I'm going to do. It's dark. I have some dark jokes. like I, But it's okay because I feel like if a, I'd say one day a dark joke is going to save your life mm. because you're going to be in a bad place in your life. And the only way to get out of it That's right. is to look at it and find humor yep. and laugh your way out of it mm-hmm. because depression is real. Mm-hmm. Like Will slap Chris. I got scared. Why? Because I seen somebody snap. I know mental issues, mental illness. You put the world on you. Check on your strong friends. Check on your strong Mm -hmm. friends. Mm -hmm. That was a snap moment. I was like, oh. He ain't laughed in a while. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. So we should be concerned. Instead of frying people, it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, hey, dude, are you good? Mm -hmm. Like, we don't, people go through things and we put so much on us, but you don't know how I'm feeling feeling inside mm-hmm. you know what I mean and sometimes like were you joking with him yo you be like not now but part of you is like yeah that's good I need <laughs> that I need that and he don't we stop need... though that's the problem he oh just, he, he's relentless he <laughs> <laughs> oh no way that <laughs> don't have a scandal <laughs> soon he gonna have him a scandal he doing so far oh, no, so no. good I'm proud of you I had a million nah I need, I need you to do something dark I need, <laughs> I need something dark come on now <laughs> you and these white collar crimes I need some dark <laughs> <laughs> Come on, your name's Charlemagne. You gonna do some gang? Shoot somebody? <laughs> now, what about when you uh, got into the situation at United Airlines? Oh, What's the uh, humor in that? Them. You, <laughs> said, you said you like a little bit of mild racism. Yeah, but it was. But see, that was targeting, right? If I'm a first class customer, mm-hmm. I went on the plane. I was minding my business. Mm-hmm. I had a hat on, so he didn't know it was me. You know, I had. I was minding my business. I had my three bags. One was empty, because just in case I get a like him that goes you gotta put that bag with that bag or I use that bag to take my clothes when I'm um, going from show to the hotel so he's like he have three bags he's like you can't come on here with three bags I said listen I'm, I'm first class he goes I don't care what class you're in you can't come on with those three bags I said okay coach he goes you're gonna have to he goes, you're gonna have to condense those so I took the bag I complied it's all on video I said cool I said and then he looks at the bag goes uh, I said now it's two bags he goes yeah well now that bag looks a little big. We're going to have to check that. I looked at this. I said, I looked at my ticket. I said, see, now you just with me. I grabbed my ticket and I walked on the plane. He tried to jump on my back. I just went no. like this. Yeah, and he fell off to the ground looking silly and goofy. And I went on the plane. He tried to jump on your back? He tried to jump on my back. And I just was like, whatever. And I I, I didn't push nothing. He tried to say I, I assaulted him. But the cops was like. The police yeah. didn't cite that, though. Yeah, they was like, yeah, this is not assault, sir, for your... Clearly, this is not assault. That they man did not touch you. Yeah, okay. we watched the video. They went and they got me off the plane. I didn't make no funk, no nothing. They, can I talk to you, sir? Sir, I comply. I talked to them and they was like, 
you know, he wants to press a charge. And I'm like, how does he get to press charges on me when I didn't do anything? He was messing with me mm -hmm. and I was being harassed. And so I didn't like it. And so what I did was I used my my mouthpiece. I used my social media to be like, yo, this is unfair. Mm -hmm. And and they watched the footage and then and the Denver uh, City uh, District Attorney, they saw it and it was like, yeah, this is nonsense. They dismissed the case. United owes me some compensation because they're human resources called me up and try to defend their policy. Well, you know you can't have three bags. Bitch, I didn't have three bags. I condensed it to two. You can't... I said, when is, what happened when the customer's always right? That's right. I said, y'all treat me like I did something bad and I have not gotten compensation. I'm like, wow. yo, I, I I got white on them. I was like, I'm gonna... I'm gonna write a letter to the CEO. That's what I'm gonna do. I, I, I'm gonna DM. I'm gonna DM the CEO, dear Mister United Airlines. But and even so, after they realized who you he were, didn't, he, he didn't DM me back. But um, you know, it's cool. They still didn't like. Like, what? What do you? So I know that in the filing that you recently filed, you talked about like all, there's you, there's arrows pointed to all the white people that were able to get on the plane yes. before you were able to, right? With three bags, exactly, right? In your filing. What are, what are you looking for from this? Like, what's justice for you in this situation? Like, you I don't want... know something. First of all, they made me miss a show, two shows, Damn. and I hate that. And I, I mean, there was a lot of disgruntled fans, and I I get sad for them. I'm like, mm -hmm. you know, whoever missed that show, y'all need to go send those people on free on a free trip somewhere. Mm -hmm. You need to gather all those people up. It was only like I don't know 700 people. Gather those people up and give them free vouchers somewhere. That's first and foremost, and then. I don't know. We'll talk about me. Y'all owe me some money, and uh, I should know. I should be first class for life. They should give me a seat when they're playing. The Marlboro Wayne seat. They better not be in the back of the damn uh, first class. I want the. Not the first. Not the first, not the first one. Then your feet, feet, your feet be all scrunched I hate that. Why do you even do that? Yeah, why do they do that in first class? class? I hate it that. I like the. Um, so when I sit first class up in that, I put my feet on the wall. And then, but I feel real, real suspect doing that. And the thing about <laughs> it's uncomfortable. Skittles, <laughs> Skittles is. <laughs> and then, um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. I, I mean, they owe me some compensation. They owe me some, some talk. It was unfair, and uh, it's unfortunate. I stopped dragging the airline, and then they, they just kept getting into trouble by themselves. So I just, um, you know, I hope it, 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 it gets remedied. I'm not trying to go to war. I just I go to war for what's right, and I was I was that was definitely wrong, and I stood up for myself. You know I'm not a troublemaker. No, I talk. Yeah. I'm not a troublemaker. I don't get in trouble. I'm not I'm not that dude. I don't I don't get rowdy. If I get in a fight, I want you to know I really felt threatened. I really felt threatened because mm -hmm. I know how to I know how to fight. You look like you bulked up too, man. I know how to fight. I yeah. do my Muay Thai. I I I, I throw. So if, I'm only gonna do it if I feel threatened, uh -huh. or if you feel like my family's threatened. Mm -hmm. Other than that, or you hit me. Now, now we got to fight. But other than that, I could walk away, man. I'd rather mm -hmm. shake your hand and keep it love. Yo, hey, man, it's all good. My bad. I mean, step on your Jordans. Hop right, here. Right, right. I'll buy you a new one. Let's go. <laughs> By the way, you was here over the summer, Marlon. You ain't sweat one time. But now it's the fall and you sweating. I don't understand. It's this room. It's the hot seat. Y'all be asking. <laughs> this woman asked me. Uh, Angela, she. She asked me all these damn. <laughs> it's Lauren LaRosa. I'm sorry, but. And I'm asking you, you about asked the me all these questions about United Airlines. <laughs> I asked you about. And the white man. And they in the air. What? They want to crash my plane. You know what I mean? No, I, I get, asked I get you nervous. The and I then you asked me about Skittles. I know, baby. I'm joking. Well, we appreciate you, brother. I Appreciate you. All Marlon, good. Marlon Wayans. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Yes, sir. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning.
Hopefully you're enjoying your Friday. You know what? Let me give my brother a hug, man. My brother just made Wait. me so happy. You don't come Why over are you here. doing that? What happened? What did I miss? I want a hug, man. It's Friday. Can I give a hug? Man, you just want a hug because it's freaky. Oh, there you go. Here you go. Why are you hugging him? Look at this. He just made me feel good. He now look, just said now, he now, now look at all this ink. For no reason? Look at all this There's no ink on you, man. Look at all this ink on you, man. Let me see. There's no ink. There's no ink there. You see it. There's no ink there. You got to cut it out. Grow up, man. Don't be oh, afraid to show your grades. I'm bro. here to confirm oh, the rumors. It's definitely Beijing. There's no ink there. It's no ink. It's no ink. You don't use Beijing. Just for me. Okay. All right. But it's a dye. Either way, it's a dye. Just for me. It's 45. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Doesn't slide off. If you had a hairline, you would dye it too. No, I wouldn't. You don't see. I don't never dye my stuff. It's you barely. See Grace? That's barely there. Hey, well, they there. You know All saying? right. Well, let's get to rumors. Come on. See, I just trying to get a, the brother a hug, and I get. get I was trying to figure out what's going on. Put back my face. I've been here for a little bit. I've been here for a little bit. Move out the way. This is the rumor report. I think a lot of people will recognize the voice and the name. Here we go. On the Breakfast Club. Lauren came in hot. You know, Didn't she, right? I, I came in telling the truth. <laughs> So Jelly Roll, um, he recently won Best New Artist at the Country Music Awards. Mm -hmm. And when he won his award, his speech is a super viral right now because of how heartfelt it was. He took the people to church. We have the audio. I got a thousand people to thank you, but most importantly, my Lord and my wife, I love you so much. You changed my life, baby. <laughs> Megan Parker, Haley, I love all y'all. We're friends. And Zach Bryan, I think you were one of the hottest things on earth, not just country music. You deserve this as much as anybody else. I love you. I'm glad we're sitting there partying the rest of the night, baby. But most importantly, there is something poetic about a 39-year-old man winning New Artist of the Year. I don't know where you're at in your life or what you're going through, but I want to tell you to keep going, baby. Come on now. I want to tell you success is on the other side of it. Come on now. I want to tell you it's going to be okay. Come on I now. I want to tell you that the windshield is bigger than the rearview mirror for a reason. Come on now. what's in front of you is so much more important than what's behind you. Let's party, Drop one of Clues Bombs for Jelly Roll. Drop Jelly Roll. That made me want to do a tie offering. Let me tell you something about what? Jelly Roll. Jelly that felt good. Yes, I'm seeing in church. Yeah. You know Jelly Roll used to be down 3-6 Mafia, right? Yes. Jelly yep. Roll and Little White, and uh, I forgot who the other guy was. They they all used to be a group, and they used to be down with 3-6 Mafia. So yep. to see him go from that, you know, to what he's doing now, phenomenal. And he's got uh, one of my favorite records that I just got put onto. I think I don't know if that was last year or earlier this year, but that Save Me record mm -hmm. by Jelly Roll, Lord have mercy. Come on now. And to be able to do things across genres is big too. And That's really the awards for it, you know what I mean? Drop so, the clues month for Jelly Roll again. Shout, shout out, out to him. Good brother. So Nicki Minaj uh, did a shoot with Vogue. Uh, she did a cover story with Vogue. And in the cover story, she got into a lot of things. Into her marriage, mm -hmm. being a mom. But she also talked about uh, her drug addiction. Um, so during the conversation, she talked about how she would uh, intentionally avoid doing drugs during her career because her dad had a really bad addiction to weed, crack and alcohol. Um, so, you know, early on, that just showed her like, OK, these are the things that I don't want to do. But she said at one point in her career, she was pres uh, prescribed uh, Percocets for period um, or for menstrual cramps. And. She began taking them, but she didn't know at that time that like you could get addicted to them. She said she was taking them for the pain in the beginning and then eventually found herself taking them when she didn't need to. Mm. And no one told her that this was a narcotic that was this addictive. Mm. Uh, but luckily, she was able to ground herself. But once she did, she says, once an addict, always an addict. She said, um, you know, I feel like if you're ex if you're if you've ever experienced addiction to anything, which she has, you always have to think twice and sometimes even three times about the choices that you make. So it mm -hmm. seems like, you know, she went. You know, in and out of addiction when it comes to perks, which I, I, she spoke about this uh, mm -hmm. before as well, too. But 
she also talked about the fact that celebrities are are very much more prone mm -hmm. to drug addiction because of you know like everything that they have going on in the public eye and they right. use it as a coping mechanism gotta deal with all these niggas Got your business. With, that, that too. I feel like it's you. Like, I feel like a lot of times it's you. What do you mean it's And your, your commentary on people. You just drive oh, them to Now, them. don't you do that, Lauren. Because you stopped. You used to work at TMZ. You cut it out. <laughs> now, how, much, I mean, how many people y'all drove crazy over at TMZ, Who's y'all? I don't uh, know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Y'all had a whole newsroom. You were senior. Why are you bringing up you old stuff? Senior. Why are you bringing up Why old stuff? Why are you bringing up old stuff? You Come on, girls. Producer. Girls, girls, girls. I was joking. Come on, girls. Jesus. Lord, we just left church. We did just leave church. Drop on the clues, mom, for jelly roll again. You want to know people that go to brunch and get lit after you leave church. And what is wrong with that? Why are you judging? Now, I'm not judging because I go do to it church too. drunk. I From the night before. You go yes, to the you club. I, you came here the other night. You, I mean, the, the other, other morning. Not the other morning. Yesterday. Yesterday morning. You came straight from the club here. You was drunk. I know you done did that at a Delaware church. And then she drank up here to keep the party going. You yes, didn't even know did. that part. I know you first done did that at a Delaware church. First of all, if it's the you next day. You drink the wine at communion. It's, it's <laughs> grape juice. But if it's the next day, that doesn't count as drunk. That's like. What? I don't know, like adjacent. I don't know. Adjacent. <laughs> Parallel. Like that doesn't what count. No, I was joking with you though. But she but but this this was um a really good interview too, because she talked about like being married and mm -hmm. how like I don't know, she always kinda thought at one point that she you couldn't balance like the family and the career and all that good stuff. So mm -hmm. she's opening up a bit. This was a good cover for her. That's what okay. they that, that's what they try to tell women in the industry. Crazy part is they used to tell men that too. Remember they used to tell men not to wear their wedding rings yep. and all kind of stuff like See, that. But you not, gotta give the to uh, remain seem like you're single. Yeah, I was like about to single. say it's mm -hmm. different for y'all. Not because y'all can't balance, but because they want people to want you guys. So yes. you're mm -hmm. marketable. Mm -hmm. And sellable. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. So shout out to Nikki for opening up and talking about some things. It's second don't ever forget second Peter three eight. I just want to throw that out there since we was talking about Jelly Roll. How you know second Peter three eight? God had his God has his own sense of time in Lauren. Okay, with the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. God has perfect timing, never early, never late. God is never in a hurry, but always on time. I truly thank God for it all. Thank you, God. Amen. Mm -hmm. That is your rumor report. <laughs> mm -hmm. Now, who are you giving your donkey to? Listen, we need a brother named Herman J. McMillan who has no concept of time, mm -hmm. okay, to come to the front of the congregation. <laughs> we would like to have a word with him. Since, since we're speaking about church, mm -hmm. let's talk about another cultural institution that means so much to people in the South. The Baptist Church? Piggly Wiggly. Oh. I thought you were going to say Chick-fil-A. Pig, Piggly Wiggly. Piggly Wiggly. Yes, we'll discuss. All right, we'll get to that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. What up? I am Dramos, host of the Life as a Gringo podcast. Now, this is a show for the Nosabo kids, the, the 200 percenters. Here we celebrate your otherness and embrace living in the gray area. If you ever felt like you were always too much this while also never being enough that, this is the podcast for you. Every Tuesday, I'll be bringing you conversations around personal growth issues affecting the Latin community, and much more via my own personal stories, along with interviews with inspiring thought leaders from our community. Then, every Thursday, I'll be tackling trending stories and current events from our community that you need to know. So much of what makes our community so beautiful is our diversity, yet too often those of us who don't fit into this dumb, stereotypical box of whatever it means to be Latino are left without a voice or just forgotten about. On this show, I celebrate the uniqueness of our culture Culture and invite you to walk in your authenticity. Listen to Life as a Gringo as a part of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. 
It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing. Right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Jack Harlow. This white man gonna have us singing about whips and chains, man. Jack Harlow, I know you mean well, but Lord have mercy. I'm giving Stockholm Syndrome. I like this song. Oh my God. I need a nap. I feel too old. (laughs) I was born a donkey. It's the donkey of the day. (laughs) Donkey, donkey, donkey. 
Charlemagne the Devil? Possibly. <laughs> the Breakfast Club. Yes! Donkey of the day for Friday, November 10th. Let me make sure. I'll be getting the date all wrong. Is it November it's 10th? Friday, November 10th. It is. It's Friday, November 10th. Uh, it goes to Herman J. McMillan. All right, he's 66 years old and lives in Mobile, Alabama. Now, 66, not old, depending on how you've been taking care of yourself. But this man sounds like an old 66-year-old. Uh, we know the difference between a vibrant 66 and a senior citizen 66. Mm -hmm. Steve Harvey is 66. Drop on the clues bombs for Unc. All right, shout to Unc. Unc's still out here moving and grooving, wheeling and dealing. Him and his beautiful wife, Marjorie, matching from head to toe, looking like a true pal. Okay. But that don't mean they don't get tired. All right, I'm 45 and I can't do anything without a nap, including but not limited to watching TV. I tried to watch an episode of Loki season two last night on Disney Plus, and I woke up and had to rewind it because I fell asleep. And guess what? I fell asleep on the rewind too. Okay, I need rest and naps as much as possible at 45. So I can imagine at 66, it's even worse. And that's what I think happened in the case of Herman J. McMillan. See, Herman was in Mobile, Alabama, walking around a cultural institution that you city slickers up north don't know nothing about. And that cultural institution is called Piggly Wiggly. Drop one of clues bombs for Piggly Wiggly. Piggly Wiggly! Only time you're going to ever hear me speak about Pig lovingly is when I'm discussing Wilbur from Charlotte's Web and Piggly Wiggly. Yes, sir. See, y'all ain't never went to Piggly Wiggly and got a box of oatmeal cream pies when they was 99 cents, a dollar five with tax, okay, and a bottle of generic brand orange or grape soda that was also 99 cents, you know, a, a dollar five with tax. Y'all ain't never had none of those experiences, but that was one of the small joys of growing up in the 1900s down south. Dropping the clues bombs for all of us who God bless, bless, I tell you. <laughs> To have that experience, okay? And Herman was, in, and I want y'all to know, uh, Laura thought Pig Wiggly was the chicken's place. Yeah, it just, it <laughs> she just, said, I ain't never ate that Pig Wiggly before. It just clicked to me that it's a grocery store. It's a grocery it's store. A grocery yeah, store. Yeah. Yeah. She said, what they serve, chicken? Chicken and Piggly Wiggly? <laughs> it's the South. You never know. You get chicken, pig feet, true. all in one that place. That is true. Chicken, that is true. All she that. ain't lying. That's fine. I would go. I would go. She ain't lying. Now, Herman was in Piggly Wiggly, and he must have gotten tired. Okay, I'm looking at the news report, and it said it happened around 2.30 p.m. Those is prime time nap hours for some people, okay? Mm -hmm. A lot of us, depending on our schedules, we probably waking up about 15 to 30 minutes before 2.30 because we got to pick the kids up from school. Mm -hmm. Okay, moms know what I'm talking about. The mothers who are blessed enough to be stay-at-home moms, the CEOs of our households, they might try to catch a nap around 1, get a nice little hour and 10 minutes in, wake up around 2.10 to get the kids from school. And it depends how far away the school is. I'm just trying to paint the picture of how tired Herman might have been, okay? He's 66 now. What happens next... Makes zero sense, but it would make a little sense if he didn't leave the premises. What you mean, Uncle Charlotte, if he didn't leave the premises? Let's go to Fox 10 News for the report, please. MPD officers involved in a theft and a chase in South Mobile after a grocery store heist. But it wasn't what you think. The manager of the Piggly Wiggly on Navco called police yesterday about a guy who swiped one of their electric riding shopping carts and sped away. Well, as fast as the thing goes, hmm. investigators telling Fox 10 News they caught up with Herman McMillan pretty quick. He wasn't hard to spot since he was riding the only shopping cart on Navco. McMillan was arrested. The cart returned to the store. Now, listen, man, you tired. You're 66. <laughs> mm -hmm. Electric shopping cart in Piggly Wiggly. You get in it to ride around buying your foods with little to no added sugar. Okay, saturated fats and sodium. You know, you're over 60 stuff. You know, you got to buy stuff to keep the LDL cholesterol down. You're riding around in the electric shopping cart, mm -hmm. purchasing items that will get you enough protein, you know, during your day to maintain your muscle mass. You got to focus on the nutrients you need, including potassium and calcium and vitamin, vitamin D, the, the dietary fiber, vitamin mm -hmm. B12. Don't forget mm -hmm. your baby aspirin. You got to take your baby aspirin in the morning, your statin in the evening to keep your cholesterol levels down. So why, Herman, 
Why would you do anything in that moment to raise your blood pressure? Okay, you know damn well you had no business driving off in Piggly Wiggly's electric shopping cart. Now, witnesses saw him driving away in the cart. You just heard that on the news report. They provided police with a description, and police went after him. Didn't take long to catch him because the cart had the top speed of 2.5 miles per hour. Okay, don't, they, don't, they don't know where Herman was headed. He lived over a mile away, so he could have made it. But why? Okay, let me tell you why. It's something about humans, okay? Humans always need something to do. Because an idle mind for a human is literally the devil's playground. Herman was just bored. Okay, I'm looking at his mugshot. He just wanted some excitement. He had an outstanding warrant for possession of a controlled substance. This man wanted to be high. If he can't get high on drugs, he's going to get high off life. He just wanted a rush. And when he walked in that Piggly Wiggly and saw that electric shopping cart that had a top speed of 2.5 miles per hour, he says, that's the rush I desire. Mm-hmm. Now he's in jail. He actually has a court appearance today. And he doesn't need to be charged with a crime. He needs to be given a job. And you know who should hire him? Piggly. Goddamn Wiggly. All right. Let him bag some groceries. Let him smile and meet people, even if he don't got no teeth. (laughs) Okay. Find this man something to do. In the meantime, please give Herman J. McMillan the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons. Oh, now you are the donkey Mm. of the day. Old Herman, man. God bless the elders. God bless him. That's a hard 66, though. Look at him and then look at the OGs like the Steve Harveys and the Arsenio Halls. <laughs> That's a hard 66, ain't it? We should have played yeah. a game before you showed us that pick. Why we got to play knew. a game? You knew? How'd you know? How'd you know, Lauren? How'd you know, Lauren? Tell us how you profile. Yeah, how'd you know? How'd you know, Lauren? <laughs> Talk to us about how you profile. When I said Lauren. it, I know. How do you racially profile, Lauren? Talk to me. I can't, mm. I can't, raci- <laughs> I, I can't racially profile. So how did you, so how'd you know? know? How'd you know? Uh, well, when I thought Piggly Wiggly, especially what because you mean Piggly Wiggly, that's you don't think white people shop at Piggly Wiggly? No, white okay. people definitely shop at Piggly Wiggly. No, in my mind, I uh-huh. thought. Remember, I thought Piggly Wiggly was the, well, chicken, the chicken spot ooh, where you could go grab the okay. pig feet and the chitlins Got at the same you. time. So when you think chicken, pig feet, chitlins, chitlins you no, think black people, you think black people, no, you think white people eat chitlins? No, it's okay, no. Lauren. I've never heard white people okay. eat chitlins. White people, white people, white chitlins coming from the slave quarter. They was like, what was that? Absolutely. Listen. I've never met a white person Lauren, that eats chitlins. Lauren, and and first okay of all, I don't think I profile. want to. Do they season them right? Lauren. <laughs> Lauren. Nobody wants to admit it, but everybody racially profiles. I don't care about that part. I'm more I'm more I'm more interested in meeting a white person that eats chitlins. I'm sure and understanding how they clean chitlins. and season them. Give me your Twitter, Lauren, so all the white people that eat chitlins can Lauren La Rosa, please yeah. send me videos of your final product. I mean your like do y'all product. have onions, potatoes mm. in it? Are you like how are y'all cooking Ooh, y'all chitlins? Wow. They eat it raw. That's their version of sushi. <laughs> Y'all, th- this is not. I'm. I'm so serious. You gotta I'm season and cook too. chitlins a certain way. Do you eat chitlins? Yes. That's how I. Not, this ain't right. Oof. You eat Boy. chitlins? You eat yes. pigs feet too? Mm. No, I don't. We just keep. But my grandma, my, my family, my grandmother, and my family, they're from the south, so. Mine too. They eat chitlins. My they do uh, fat back, scrapple, Mm-mm. pig feet. <laughs> grow up. Mm-mm. All of that is crazy. Fourteen eight says you should not eat. Pork, no, none the Lord said you should do that. You shouldn't eat pork, nonetheless. I don't know if I trust the, the Bible coming out from you. <laughs> what you mean? I don't know. So you shouldn't eat pork. I'm demon profiling right now. Nonetheless, I don't know if I trust the flesh the of a dead pig. Bacon tastes good, bro. Turkey, pork. I do turkey bacon too, but yeah. If you're from New York, you eat a bacon, egg, and cheese. But all right.
We moving on. Thank you for that donkey today, sir. Mm-hmm. When we come back, Lola Brooke will be joining us. Her album is out today. Don't play with it. Don't play with it. Don't play with it. Don't play with it. And peace, BET. Yes. Breakfast Club. Good morning. Bye, BET. The Breakfast Club. JNV, Charlemagne the God, Nyla Simone. We are the Breakfast Club, and we got a special guest in the building. We got Lola Brooke. Welcome. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Tell them your real name, though. Tell them it's Lola Brooke, because you've been booked and busy all year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's been a little crazy, but I ain't complaining. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it. You're getting money. <laughs> now nah, I'm making money. Okay, you're making money. You're making, making money. I'm making, making money. money. <laughs> making money. New album, Dennis Daughter, is out right now. Explain that title. Dennis' daughter. Okay, so I'm the only child, mm-hmm. raised by a single parent, my mom. But I used to hang out with my father here and there. He'd pick me up from school, and everybody would always say, Little D. Mm-hmm. They would call me Little D when they see me with my father or Dennis' daughter or whatever mm-hmm. fits. They would always just add him into my nickname, mm-hmm. and I loved it so much. So now I get to, like, relive it because my father's deceased now, so mm-hmm. I can't get that those moments back mm-hmm. but I'm like creating new moments and I still feel like he's still around so mm. was that like that. the inspiration behind the song Vacant Heart as well Vacant Heart was me just venting I, I felt empty mm-hmm. pockets empty heart mm-hmm. empty your soul feel empty sometimes like Man. you just don't know mm-hmm. but I gotta be an old record cause your pockets is not empty <laughs> you in her pockets heavy today now like Jesus <laughs> I like to see but, people doing good. But is it an older record though? Because it it sounds like it you know it was the time before now. Honestly, I did that record this year. So basically, this whole entire project is me just reflecting on my life as mm-hmm. I'm coming up. So I finally felt comfortable enough to finally just talk about my true feelings and what I was mm-hmm. going through. So Vacant Heart is pretty pretty new. Was that a tough song to record? It was it was so fast. Wow. Probably like 15, 30 minutes, like straight through. Mm. But that's just how you record. Because I've been in the studio with you. You take like five minutes, then go lay it, and then you're done. And it's crazy because after I was taking long, I'm like, Dad, Nyla ain't here. She probably like, girl, you not, you still not finished yet? No, you're, you're, you're a beast with that. But, but uh, emotionally, and, was it tough, though? I wasn't in the room. See, when I'm recording, I don't really be in the room with a lot of people. So I'm very much comfortable. And whoever's in the room, mm-hmm. I probably done been in a vulnerable space around them already. So, so it doesn't matter. Cool. And then the engineer, I don't see the engineer. Like, uh, <laughs> Jesus. So I'm cool. Did now, you- let's start from the beginning. So for people that don't know Lola Brooke, where did you where did you get your, your start from? Why did you start rapping? And how did you get your deal? Honestly speaking, I always say rap chose me. I didn't choose rap. It was just always there. And the people's, like the citizens of New York City was just like, yo, look, listen, you nice. I know this is a hobby for you, but you should take it serious. So what were you doing between that? Because you said it was a hobby. So what else were you doing? Just working a nine to five. Like I was always a nine to five girl. As soon as I turned 18, the first thing I did was go get a job. What was your first job? Little Caesars. <laughs> pizza. pizza pizza I already ah, 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 God is the funniest God is so amazing God sends the human I ready Yeah so uh, I would just go to the studio Just for a hobby I started taking it serious Um it's another artist from Brooklyn. His name Bleezy. Mm-hmm. He wanted to do a song with me, so I featured a song on him. I went to the studio. I ended up bumping into his team, um, Team 80, uh, my mentor 80. I met him. And then just being around, knowing like, oh, okay, this is how music videos go. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is how the studio process go. Like, you get to, like, relax. Because when I was going to the studio, 
two hours, that's it. It was like $40 an hour. I got $80 and that's it. But <laughs> with them, they was just so relaxed and everybody was just so creative and I fell in love with it and I was like, wow, so this really is my destiny. And you, you got such a big voice. Is that something that's natural or something you practice because you know you, you are smaller so you wanted to sound big? I mean, when I'm mad, I talk like this. <laughs> <laughs> it's my mad voice. My rap voice is my mad voice. Word, word, word. So it's still me. Mm. Are you talking to Charlemagne? Yo. <laughs> <laughs> you want to go back to Little Caesars? Let's talk Little Caesars. Let's talk more Little Caesars, baby. No. <laughs> back to your rap voice. The, the ad lib, because I feel like your ad lib is infamous. The uh, 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 uh. How did you come up with that? I always wanted a stamp. I always wanted a stamp to. I'm small, so I always want to be heard. So I was thinking to myself, like, I need to find out a way to be heard without being seen or mm. my presence is not in a room and I sat with it for a very long time so it started off as uh-huh I do uh-huh uh-huh then when don't play with it when I listen to the beat it just came out uh-uh-uh-uh I'm like just stutter it or something mm -hmm. and it felt good so and then now it's uh-uh-uh-uh that's like my Batman call regardless of the voice you, you still have a big personality like when you walk yeah. in the room you can feel your presence when did you first become aware of that presence? school? My my mom been telling me that since I came out the womb like leave my child alone like they act like they I would go any my mom would take me on trips and people would be so fascinated with me and my mom would be so confused like why they keep walking up to you like just asking you random questions or just, mm -hmm. just, just attachment like mm -hmm. people have attachment to me when I walk in a room with my presence but I just I never thought anything of it I just was being myself and Little did I know I was a whole artist. <laughs> did you have relationships with, with a lot of the Brooklyn artists beforehand? Because when the record started to pop, I started seeing so many artists bringing you out on their sets, whether it was Kim or whoever it may be. Did you have those relationships beforehand? Um, No, music broke me into these relationships. Mm -hmm. Uh, See, me, I was so more, I was more focused on my craft. I wouldn't like hang out so much. I was always in the studio, literally sleeping, waking up in the studio. So I didn't really get to mingle as much as other artists did. Mm -hmm. I was just working on my craft. So when I finally felt like I had a good body of work to put out, then that's when I was going outside and then don't play with it, start taking off. And I started building my relationship. What artist supported you the most when you first started popping? Um, but Before or? Right when the Don't Play With It came out. It's a mixture of a. It's. I don't. I can't even call that. What I can say is, Meek called it out from jump like 2017. Meek was like my first co-sign ever. Mm. So or just I a tweet, like he just tweeted it or something. What do you say? Yeah, like he would comment on my stuff. He would post me. His his peoples will post me as well. He would um, say it um, in his stories or just anything like that. Any way to be supportive um, within social media. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was. Did he try to sign you too? Yeah, okay. <laughs> but you already signed at the time. Um, yeah, it was like when the when the when the talks really came down to it, it was like it's already done. It's already done, bro. Damn. So, yeah. All right, we got more with Lola Brooke. When we come back, don't move. Let's get into her single. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. That was Lola Brooke. She's in the building. Her album is out today. We are the Breakfast Club. Charlemagne on vacant heart. You said you was heartbroken when your mom left for Atlanta. Yes. Why didn't you go with her? Or did you? I don't know. Because that was, I felt like that was my moment to grow. Mm. I wanted to have some type of growth. I wanted her to trust me. 
I wanted her to feel safe to what do what makes her happy because mm-hmm. I can't stop my mom from this is this was one of her dreams. You know, a New Yorker always go to get a house in Atlanta. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this was part of my mom's dream, and even if I ain't understand it, that was in my place to like mm-hmm. not give her the support. So I just was like, you know what? When she left, I cried like a baby. How old are you? Um, yeah. How how long has it been? I don't know, but this was like three years ago, three, four years ago. But I'm saying, as a rapper... I thought she was going to say like 10 years ago. She said like <laughs> no, it was like three, ago. four years ago. No, it was like three, four years ago. But it, as a rapper, Atlanta's like the mecca of hip-hop sure. right now. So you didn't want to, you know what, like maybe I should go to Atlanta too and Yeah, but I'm the only child. You got to understand, my mom treats me like I'm... She's going to treat me like a baby forever. And I had to stand on my two feet. And figure it out. So I didn't know what I was gonna do. She was telling me like she left the uh she left the apartment for me. We was on Section Eight. Mm-hmm. I ended up being on Section Eight. So I still couldn't even really like pay my rent. But I was telling her like I'm good. Like I got an income. Like I'm I'm straight. Like you could go. And she was like okay. But it was hard. It was so tough. You, oh, she and, was by yourself. Yeah. Damn. Section 8, now my pocket's straight. I like that part. Section 8 is in there somewhere. Somewhere in this project. You're going to hear Section 8. It definitely is an adjustment when you leave home or when home leaves you. I I think people like sleep on that, but it definitely pushes you. Like when my parents left me for college, like they moved me in and left, it didn't really resonate. Like, oh, y'all are leaving? Like, I got to stay here and do everything myself. But yes, you're never Mm -hmm. too old to, to like have for that reality check. It's like the little things that I peep with my moms that she would she wouldn't think that I know how to cook. Mm-hmm. And I had to show her like one Thanksgiving, I, I like cook Thanksgiving meal. Like, no, I know how to cook. So that right there was me thinking to myself, oh, she don't like she think I'm still her her, her baby. Mm-hmm. Like, she don't know that I'm grown and I could take care of myself. That was like, yo, you know what? Mm-hmm. Just leave. Ma. I don't want you to. But you got to so stand cool. at a stool, stand on a stool at the stove. Or is it- yeah. Ask him if he got to stand. Ask him if he got to do the same. You know he do. I'm taller than you right now. I don't look at my chair. <laughs> you know how I do. There you yeah, go. She, she, taller. she taller. She is taller. She is taller. You know how I do. So what did you do with your first check? When you got your first check, because you was on Section 8, what did you do when you got your first check? Where did it go? Um, my first check, I let go Section 8. <laughs> <laughs> I let Smart. go Section 8. And I got an apartment and I saved up. I saved my money. Like, I didn't go splurging or anything mm-hmm. like that. I gave my mom a couple dollars too, of course. Mm-hmm. And that was it. What was your first check off? Was it a, a show? Was it streaming? What was it? I Advanced? was getting, it was like brown paper bags. Okay. You know, like, go coastings and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think, um, sorry to go back to don't play with it, but I just want a rough neck on the tongue. It's such an infamous line now. Is that what you're looking for in a man? Like, what are the things that Lola is looking for? Because now you're in a new place. I know you're not having a hard time finding somebody to come. Then ask her the same question, right? Then ask her the same. You want a roughneck on the tongue? I got more qualifications. A roughneck on the tongue. Do good at. Oh, (laughs) I can tell you. Or Jess. What does that mean? What? A roughneck on the tongue. Oral. What? What's what you underlining and what were you circling? Okay. <laughs> but it sounds like you giving though. <laughs> See, I want a roughneck <laughs> on the tongue, like. Like with his. That's not. Yo, how, you, that's know not how you know what? You know what? You know what? I'm gonna break the ice today. Okay. 
And I know a lot of people, but you're definitely right. That's that that was the first idea of it. Duh. What, what was it? A lot of people don't know that, but this yeah. word on the tongue means on your tongue. Yeah. So I'm like, wait, I'm confused. Oh my god. Now you confused. I just want a rough neck on the tongue. I always thought this whole time that he just wanted semi automatic with a drum. Ask me if I'm finished. Not that whole line was about foreplay. Oh yeah. Ask me if I'm finished. Nah, bitch, I just begun. I ain't giving out no ninety to no just for fun. Are you dumb? But that's a whole foreplay line. Him giving or I just her giving on the tongue. But honestly, it goes for both. (laughs) But the first thought of it was, yeah. But it goes for both. It's foreplay. The whole mouth. Close your mouth. The first bars right now. The first four bars is foreplay. I knew it was foreplay. I just I I looked at it as receiving. But it's a back and forth though. No, ask me. All you give me. I just want a rough neck on on the tongue. He just want to semi-automatic with a drum. Ask me if I'm finished. Nah, we just begun. I ain't giving out no 90s and no just for fun. Are you dumb? Like, we ain't here for no reason. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> got it. You got, yeah. got it out? You should have did the genius little breakdown. Like, I no, but I, I tried to keep it. But you know that I tried to keep it PG, you know? Nah. So. Yeah. Well, you did a good job of that. Can you tell us what are you looking for as a man? What is Lola <laughs> looking for? Is it just that? Um, uh, reinsurance. Uh, I want to feel protected even if he's not around. I want a gentleman and, of course, a gangster for sure. But a former <laughs> gangster. A former. A reformed gangster. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Understood. Well, salute. <laughs> salute, salute to your team. 80 and them because yes. they, they work hard. So salute to everybody over there. And salute to you, Lola Book. And salute to Lola. I, I really want that to be Lola the new Book. name. Man. Lola I Book like that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just the beginning. That's just the beauty the of it. That's right. Yes, it's just the beginning. I'm just grateful to be here. There you go. What well, did your mom say now? My mom's so excited. She's, oh my God. I feel like, Ma, okay, it's not that serious. She'd be like, girl, is you crazy? You is a celebrity. You is so you is a star. You're talented. And I'd be like, oh man, come on, man. But she was she was my mom's was down from the start. Like she's the reason I resigned from my job. Wow. She's the reason I Little got Caesar? the job. No, 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 no. See that oh. that was my first job. Okay. Mm-hmm. But the last job that I had before I pursued this rap career was um residential aid at the, at a shelter. Oh wow. And my mom was a supervisor. Well, I'm a shelter baby, so mm-hmm. We she worked her positions in the shelter. I ended up being old um, old enough to work in the shelter. She got me a job there, and I remember coming from coming home from studio. I would come home from studio like six in the morning, and I had to be to work at eight. So I get in six, I get ready, get shower and dress, no sleep, leave out seven, get there for eight. I had to take a bus to two trains. Job was in Queens, mm. and she would just I I, I could tell like she felt she felt for me she like listen i don't know if you feel like you want to resign from the job you can like you got my full support and that's all i needed to hear because i'm like listen my moms don't play she got me this job and who am i to say i don't want it no more because i want to pursue something else Mm -hmm. wow but she was the reason why i resigned but i ain't burn that bridge i resigned from my job i didn't quit Mm. i resigned but also too that gives you real purpose and intention because like you said you was a shelter baby Mm-hmm. So you know you 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 know what those kids are lacking and what they need. Now you got the resources. You can go back and provide and go back and provide. Oh, yes, that's my plan for sure. Well, Dennis's daughter is out right now. 
Make sure y'all go get it, and we appreciate you for joining us, Lola. Big Thank Lola. Yes. Uh, 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 uh. It's Lola Brooke. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. What up? I am Dramos, host of the Life as a Gringo podcast. Now, this is a show for the Nosabo kids, the, the 200 percenters. Here we celebrate your otherness and embrace living in the gray area. If you ever felt like you were always too much this while also never being enough that, this is the podcast for you. Every Tuesday, I'll be bringing you conversations around personal growth issues affecting the Latin community, and much more via my own personal stories, along with interviews with inspiring thought leaders from our community. Then, every Thursday, I'll be tackling trending stories and current events from our community that you need to know. So much of what makes our community so beautiful is our diversity, yet too often those of us who don't fit into this dumb, stereotypical box of whatever it means to be Latino are left without a voice or just forgotten about. On this show, I celebrate the uniqueness of our culture culture and invite you to walk in your authenticity. Listen to Life as a Gringo as a part of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. She's breathing. Right now? Yes, she's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market. 
as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. It's time for Pastor Ox. Go, go, go. What up, Nyla? What's up, guys? How you feeling? Good. NYLA. All is well. Can't complain. We just finished with uh, Pastor Ox Atlanta. That was our first one in Atlanta. Congratulations. Hey. Thank you. It went super well. Shout out to Domani and Ruben Vincent for hitting the stage. Ruben Domani, very talented. Yes. Come from a very talented bloodline. That's right. Yes. That's T.I. boy, isn't he? Yo, stop that, that, man. man. Stop how it. How you doing that? Yeah, salute to T.I. Boy. Salute yes. to the money. And sh- salute to Ruben. Come on, Oh, I Carolina. love Ruben. Oh, no, no. I love, like, Ruben is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've been a fan of Ruben since I heard uh, on the on the Vegas Jones mixtape. What was the name of that project? The Rock oh, Nation Jones? Humble Souls. Humble, Humble Souls. Souls. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, Ruben Vincent gets busy. No Carolina all day. What's his, happening? His fingerprints is all over that. But um, I'm excited because a record that I co-produced with uh, a producer named Jules. He's a big British producer, but he's Ghanaian. He works with, like, Wizkid and stuff like that. We did a record together with Cole the Friend, and it just released. So it's called Lil Mama. So okay. Lil Mama by Jules. You know, I got just some slight producer credit, trying to get my producer credits up this year. Well, so I can tell, be, I can tell what Nada listens to from from her production. What do I listen to? That was Tribe Called Quest. Infused. But you just know me. No, but I could hear it. Doom, 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 doom. That sounds like Tribe Called Quest. That's going to be on your album? No, that's on Jules Project. Oh, Jules Project. Okay, yes. okay. Nala is going to work on an album one day. I am definitely working on an album, but Dope. that's like a two-year thing. Yeah, right yeah. now, I just want to flood the streets with singles. But anyway, nonetheless, next we're going to take it to Lucky Day. Bruno Mars actually wrote this record, and okay. it's fire. It's called That's You. I rock with Lucky Day. That's dope. Lucky's I rock fire. with Lucky Day. Dope, I like Lucky Day. Yeah. And the funk in it, the sounds. Yep. It, got, it got a Bruno Mars feel to it. We wrote it. Yes. I know you said that, but oh. I'm saying I got a Bruno Mars yep. feel too. All right, we ain't mad at it. And then the last one is At the Party featuring Pharrell Williams. It's a Kid Cudi joint, though. And Travis Scott. I didn't know if y'all was going to like that one, but I liked it. That's Kid Cudi, you say? 
Yeah, it's Kid Cudi, but that's Pharrell, Pharrell Travis Scott. Yeah. Okay. I think it's dope. It's different. It's cool. But I, I, see, I'm a Pharrell fan, so I love what Pharrell does, and I love when he mixes it up. Sometimes he'll go fast tempo, sometimes slow. I, I'm a Pharrell fan. I like Pharrell and Cudi. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, those are two people that, as soon as you say to me, Kid Cudi and Pharrell on a record, I know that it's going to be something I'm not used to hearing. Correct. So I don't think you should judge it with, you know, fresh ears. Normal you should listen right. to it first. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I got to listen to that and vibe with it. I think you'll like it. Definitely my next turn up. I can't wait to spin it. And if you guys like it, make sure you guys listen to the Pass the Ox playlist. You can get it by following me on Instagram at Nyla Simone. Click the link in bio. There's a link to the playlist. There's a link to Pass the Ox newsletter. If you guys are upcoming artists and you're interested in submitting and trying to be on the open mic, whatever the case may be, just tap in. We got a lot of good things. And happening. when's the next Pass the Ox in New York? The next one in New York is December 15th. Um, it's Christmas edition, so they'll be singing like Christmas songs. But I'm still trying you to figure out. You got Mariah Carey performing, I heard. Whoa. <laughs> I heard she <laughs> coming to do the Christmas joint. Um, That's what I heard. What? The streets is talking. Are y'all going to make that happen for me? No, but no. I just heard that. That's not true? No, it's not true unless oh, okay. y'all going to do that. I don't mm-hmm. know Mariah Carey. Well, you should believe me when I'm lying. He lies all the time. Can you rap? <laughs> he could rap. You know his rap name. No, is... I mean rap this up. Oh, rap this up. <laughs> <laughs> rap name is Desi Van Wicker. Simone on all her social media platforms. <laughs> yes, follow me. Subscribe to the... Uh, What's the podcast called? Oh my goodness. We need to talk. We need to talk podcast. Yes, W-N-T-T-L-K. There you go. And yeah, yeah, yeah. All, All good right. things. Follow me. Well, have a good weekend. Thank you. And let's you get too. into the uh, People's Choice. Make sure you know we throw it back on a Friday. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Lauren LaRosa is here. Thank you for joining us these last couple of days, Lauren. Thank y'all for having me. We appreciate tell, you. Tell them about your uh, your weekend, Lauren. My birthday weekend. Mm-hmm. You come here. My birthday is November 22nd, so I do accept all gifts, mm-hmm. um, monetary gifts. Um, but for my birthday weekend, we are having a great time between Camden, New Jersey and Delaware. Mm-hmm. So if you guys want to attend, we have a skating party. It's an airbrush theme. So we throwing it back at Millennium Skate World in Camden, New Jersey. Yep. Saturday, we'll be doing shots and shopping, all brown girl grinding merch at my event space in Wilmington, Delaware on 9th and Tattnall. I'm and glad you Sunday, didn't do the shots and shopping in Camden. People might have took that a different oh, way. Stop it. Oh my God. And then on Sunday, we're having a day party at Apex Lounge, which is located in downtown Wilmington as well. Um, and all tickets, all information could be found at browngirlgrinding.com backslash BGG weekend. So come out, have a good time. Yeah, come, come turn up. You don't have to live in Delaware to come. Come travel and experience a great time. All right. Charlie, what you want to say? What you want to say? I don't want to say anything. Salute to Delaware and salute to everybody who will be attending Lauren LaRosa's fantastic weekends in Camden and Delaware. And I love Lauren's ability to make Camden and Delaware sound like Miami and Atlanta. It is amazing. You got to look, start at home and build it big. (laughs) That's That's, right. That's that's what you got to do. That's right. The people say they want you to come, though. Huh? What happened? You come into Delaware. For what? <laughs> Envy, you coming too? They said they bringing y'all back. Y'all was there in 2007. Y'all had the I Love the First Date. I got love for Delaware. That's right. Y'all be up here throwing shade. So just know y'all. Don't say y'all. Him. Just know y'all. When we when we celebrate, we going to make sure we, we show them that we can have a good time. I'm looking forward to seeing everybody. The first state. That's right. Right? Yeah. Yes. That's right. So right. Delaware, the first state. How All you right. know that? When we come back, we got the positive notice to Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Lauren LaRosa is here. Now, it's change for change time. And we got Damien on the line, Charlemagne. Damien. Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Peace, King. How you doing, bro, brother? How you doing? Good morning. 
I'm blessed, black, and highly favored, man. Uh, this is Charlemagne from the Breakfast Club. DJ Envy is you? here. Lauren LaRosa is here as well. What's going on, my guy? Hey. Good morning. Good morning. Good to speak to you guys. First of all, I want to salute you, man, for being a great dad, man. I know you're a single father of three, two boys, one girl. Salute to you. Uh, I know you lost yes, your sir. job of four years after some new owners came in. Uh, I know you was evicted from your own place, from your old place. And I know you started a clothing brand online while you're doing your job hunting, man. So, you know, I just want to tell you that, you know, that's just the way life works sometimes, man. There's no such thing as good. There's no such thing as bad. It's just all one long process, brother. That's all. Yes, sir. Understood. And I know that you Definitely got... taking that in. That's right. And, you know, I, I, we saw your wish list. And, you know, you got you want a new mattress and new bikes for the kids. So I just want you to know uh, the Breakfast Club and Amazon going to take care of that for you, man. We're going to take care of everything on your holiday wish list, my brother. Oh, man, that's that's amazing, man. I, I really appreciate you guys, for real. Yes, sir. What you doing? You just woke up? Yeah, I woke up a few minutes ago. Uh, my son's about to have tonsil surgery, actually. Damn. Mm. Wow. You getting the tonsil removed? Yeah. Yeah, he's getting them removed this morning. So he's a little nervous, but... We'll knock it out. See, and that's mm -hmm. just another expense. So, uh, you know, I'm happy to be able to, you know, uh, along with Amazon, to be able to take care of your uh, holiday wish list, my brother. So have a blessed day, man, and a blessed holiday season. Yes, sir. Amazing. Thank you guys again. All right, Damien. We're wishing you a wonderful holiday season, man, and salute to our friends at Amazon. Remember, you can still upload your Amazon holiday wish list right now at breakfastclubonline.com. Let's do another one, man. Let's do another one, man. All right, let's do it. Tanaya. Tanea, hi. Tanea Walker <laughs> from Passaic, New Jersey. Hi, how are you? I am blessed, black, and highly favored, Tanea. Let me tell you something. I know you have a hard time getting apartments because of your name, because that is a black-ass name. <laughs> what? But we, <laughs> <laughs> what? But, <laughs> but we appreciate you listening to The Breakfast Club every morning. Uh, you're an administrative assistant, right? Yes. Okay, salute to you. And uh, you're a single mom of two boys? Yes, I am. Okay, okay. Uh, well, salute to your young men. Uh, I, I heard that they excel in school and they're very well-mannered. And I was looking at this holiday wish list and they want an Xbox. Your 12-year-old wants an Xbox and your 4-year-old wants Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle toys? Yes. <laughs> I, okay, uh, we're going to handle that for you. The hey. Breakfast Club the Breakfast Club and Amazon, we're going to handle that for you, man. Done. Oh, thank you so much. Done. Your holiday wish list is, 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 is fulfilled. We got that. Thank you. Okay, so we wishing you a wonderful holiday season, man. Thank you very much for listening to us, uh, Tanaya. <laughs> I'll let you get that off, Charlamagne. Hey, hey, I'm sorry, Tanaya. Do they call you Nene? Oh, my mom does, yeah. All right, Nene. Happy okay, holidays. Nene. <laughs> Thank you. Same to you. All right, peace. Remember, you can still upload your Amazon holiday wish list right now at breakfastclubonline.com. It's a blessing to be a blessing, man. All right. Also, you know what? I got a shout out to... Uh, my aunts, uh, Aunt Vivian and Aunt Carolyn, they share the same birthday, but like four years apart, mm. which is pretty dope. So uh, they listen every morning. Happy birthday, Aunt V. And I want to say happy born day, too, to my good sister, Alicia Renee. Today is Alicia Renee's Renee. born day. Uh, it's a big one today. I don't want to put out how big it is. Gotta, it's gotta <laughs> you be already 40. did it. You a big one. Like, <laughs> a big one, right? <laughs> I love you, you Leash. <laughs> oh wait I have another birthday Okay Javon James Happy birthday So all my outfits Remember you guys asked me About the yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the green leather set That sounded like a bait You shot it out just now The way you did his name He's like Javon James He ain't checking for me Oh okay At all <laughs> um, But what yeah, that mean Yeah but he okay. Product development genius And everything I wear in here A lot of the stuff He develops it So every time y'all compliment me Y'all complimenting him And his business So happy birthday He's like my ride or die Salute to Javon And I also want to say too uh, Salute 
to all the poodles out there, man. The poodles, it's your weekend. The women of Sigma Gamma Row. They are celebrating 101 years of greater service, greater progress on uh, this Sunday, November 12th. All right. So salute to uh, the women of Sigma Gamma Row, uh, Fantasia and uh, our good sister Nina Turner, uh, MC Light. Mm-hmm. Is, a, is a member of Sigma Gamma, Sigma Gamma Row. Wow. Yeah, and my niece, uh, Portia. Salute to La Portia, man. Uh, at La Portia Speaks TV on Instagram. She be on my ass every year to shout out the poodles. So salute to the poodles, the women of Sigma Gamma Row. Cool. I don't know what y'all. Uh, don't say it. I don't know what y'all call it. I don't know what <laughs> He's gonna it be like, is. I don't, I don't know y'all don't ski. I know you're gonna say something yeah, like that. I don't know what it is, but no. you know, salute to y'all. All right, there you go. All right, well, tell them about Doug Melville's book. I got to tell you about Doug Melville's book, man, because it is an amazing book called Invisible Generals. It is the latest release off my book imprint, uh, Black Privilege Publishing with Simon & Schuster. It tells the amazing true story of America's first black generals, Benjamin O. Davis Sr. and Jr., a father and son who helped integrate the American military and create the Tuskegee Airmen. Salute to everybody who came out to Barnes & Nobles and Tribeca last night. It was a sold-out event uh, to hear Doug Melville speak about Invisible Generals. And I want to tell y'all man go pick that up pick that up this weekend uh wherever you buy books because it is uh veterans day this weekend veterans day is 11 11 so um the positive note is simply let's just all remember the sacrifices made by our military so that we could have a safer life okay no amount of appreciation will be sufficient enough to honor them so let us just pray for them and their families and everybody have a happy veterans day tomorrow do something nice for a veteran this weekend all right have a blessed weekend Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts What up? I am Dramos, host of the Life as a Gringo podcast. This is a show for the Nosabo kids, the the 200 percenters. Here we celebrate your otherness and embrace living in the gray area. Every Tuesday, I'll be bringing you conversations around personal growth, issues affecting the Latin community, and much more. Then every Thursday, I'll be tackling trending stories and current events from our community. Listen to Life as a Gringo on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 